Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. The All Eyes Visual All VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe my sight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicel technology. Hello and welcome to the Open Your Eyes podcast. I'm Dr. Kerry Gill, the host of the documentary, Open Your Eyes. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell to get notifications of great new interviews. Also, please leave comments. Great news. You can now watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. Today's guest, Florida optometrist, Dr. Brittany Caruso, the author of Beyond Carrots, Eye Disease Can Happen to You Too. In her new book, Brittany explains how diet, nutrition, and lifestyle changes help solve her vision-threatening condition. Dr. Caruso has a fellowship in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and a fellowship in metabolic and nutritional medicine. She has been featured in numerous journals and magazines and is a frequent lecturer and has received many awards. Dr. Crusoe, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, I feel we're kind of like kindred spirits. We're both very interested in nutrition and health, but you have a special reason for being interested in nutrition, health, lifestyle, medicine. So please tell the story why you wrote the book. I had been practicing optometry for around 10 years when I was at an optometry conference and they took a picture of the back part of my eyes using this awesome new piece of equipment. And when I saw the picture of my eyes, my I almost dropped to the floor out of surprise because I saw blood spots in my own eyes. I um, took the pictures to three ophthalmologists and I had several uh, retina specialists look at my eyes and literally none of them could see any problems. They were so small. The, the blood spots were like minuscule. They're like, ah, don't worry about it. It's just a little blood spot. So um, I went through this with, uh, for months and I finally brought myself to Baskin Palmer where they essentially shot dye in my arms 
and the dye was leaking out of my eyeballs. There was no blood getting to the back of about half my eyes. They said that this was a type of an autoimmune disease and the way to treat it was, was first with lasers. So they lasered the back part of my eyes and then they put me on some very heavy, heavy medication. So uh, I, you know, I, I, I drew a line with medication. I said, okay, we, there's got to be a better way to fix this problem. I, um, I was on steroids for quite some time. And then when we went from steroids to methotrexate, that's where I said, okay, enough's enough already. So the, um, I, I, I truly sat and I came up with a plan that I thought would be effective at reversing my eye disease. They said they would give me 30 days to try. 30 days later, I went back and my eye disease was was completely resolved. So I knew at that moment it was I needed to write a book and um, I get a fellowship. I needed the fellowship first to to help people understand that that I, I you know I'm well credentialed and um, and then I wrote my book. So and now it's now I need to get the word out. So thank you for helping me. Uh, so tell me the name of the condition that you had in the retina, the the type of condition. It they. The actual name was, it's, it's ambiguous because there's only one in around 40,000 people who have what I have. It's basically a peripheral autoimmune vasculitis. So there is, um, and it, this is really, it's not a, a it's a, a, a uveitis, so to speak, a posterior uveitis. So basically what that means is there's inflammation in my eyeball. So yeah. was it just in the retina or was it also in the vitreous? Only in the retina, only in the retina. So the vitreous was clear and my vision was unaffected. I had, I still had better than 20-20 vision. So, so, this, so this was affecting the peripheral part of your, of your blood vessels in the back of the retina. So the retina, as we could look at, is like a ball in the middle. We have the nerve and then we have the macular and then we have these blood vessels branching out and all the way to the edge, it was affecting the blood vessels all the way at the edge, those blood vessels were inflamed and they were starting to, and they were, they were supporting, they were starting to clot and, 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 and get cut off of the blood supply. So because of that, they gave, they did laser on your eyes to try to help it. How would laser possibly help something like that? So the, the concern was that when there's no blood getting to the back part of your eyes, the question is, is there going to be new blood vessels to form? The new vessels that form, it sounds like a great idea. Like, okay, there's no blood there. We'll just make some new blood vessels and the new blood vessels will provide the blood for the area that's not getting any blood supply. Those new blood vessels are very weak. And if they busted, I would go blind. So um, you get the, the, the blood vessels that burst would then cause, you know, all sorts of hemorrhaging in the back part of my eyes and we would have some big problems. So um, in order to circumvent that problem or in order to solve that problem in the immediate future, the, um, the, the doctor's laser uh, with the, you know, it's, it's, it's actually not super uncomfortable, but pretty uncomfortable. Uh, they laser the back part of your, your eyes. And, and I'm talking like all the way around, like 360 degrees around the back part of both my eyes. So it's not just like one or two laser spots. I'm talking like lots of laser spots.
So they did that so you don't grow these new fragile blood vessels, exactly. these neovascular blood vessels that could that could break and bleed and cause a major problem. Then they put you on prednisone and methotrexate. Now explain about methotrexate and what that did to you and what kind of side effects were you having from that? I actually, um, so I took pred for quite some time. So probably, I think it was around six months. Um, and or maybe even a little bit longer. And actually, I kind of like being the pred on the prednisone, even though it's it's not necessarily a great drug to be on. But it plumped me up, and I'm so skinny, I looked a little bit fatter. <laughs> so I kind of it, it, it'll 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 you know you, you get a little plumper with the pred, but it does a lot of, does a lot of damage, um, caused early cataract formation and all sorts of other problems. Uh, so I I mean. I could, it's not, not a long-term solution to my problem. Um, but then when they turn, turn over to methotrexate, I literally only took methotrexate for about three days. And I said, I'm not taking this medication. I knew the damage that it could do to my liver and my entire body for that matter. And I, uh, I just, I knew there had to be a better solution. So if you could talk about uveitis in general, people don't know what uveitis is. What is uveitis and what percent of the people become visually uh, disabled from u a uveitis if they don't catch uveitis it. Uveitis is a very obscure um, it, it, uh, problem, and it's not necessarily well known by even the, some optometrists because it's just a general inflammation. There can be front, the front part of the eye can be inflamed, the middle part of the eye can be inflamed, or the back part of the eye can be inflamed, or the whole eye can be inflamed. So there's lots of type, lots of types of uveitis out there. Um, in one case, let's just say someone comes into the eye in the office and they have a general red eye. Uh, the red eye could be an anterior or front part of the eye uveitis. Just means there's inflammation. Um, if someone um, are, all of a sudden sees a whole bunch of floaters, that could be a back part of the eye uveitis. Just a different type of type of inflammation affecting a different part of the eye. So um, the, the cause of the uveitis is oftentimes auto, autoimmune in nature. So many times there's an underlying autoimmune disease that is then causing these, this inflammatory response in your eyeball. The autoimmune disease can range anywhere from um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis to um, to something more complicated where you don't even have the name of the autoimmune disease, which was what was in my case. So um, the cause is very is is not is not it's, it's definitely ambiguous. The result is inflammation in any part of the eye, and the solution is to reduce inflammation. Great. So about ten to fifteen percent of the population who is severely visually impaired have uveitis so people need to need that to be checked for that now that brings us to the next question the relationship between systemic disease and the eye why is it so important for the for someone to for, for you to see an eye doctor and also its relationship to systemic disease it's really it's really interesting when a patient comes into my office and i um i take the case history um medication and medical history verbally uh, because I, I like to have a discussion about what's written and what's going on. Um, and when I say, you know, what kind of medical problems do you have? They're like, oh, don't worry about it. It doesn't associate, it doesn't, doesn't affect the eyes. I'm just here. I just need glasses today. Uh, but it really does affect the eyes. It's very important to understand all that. So 
any kind of basically any kind of medical condition from rheumatoid, like I said, uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, um, even uh, even diabetes, which is uh, is a medical condition that has an, an inflammatory component. High blood pressure has an inflammatory component. All of this is is goes back to my my point where the core problem is inflammation. And if we fix that core problem, all the other problems are solved. So to answer your question, um, uh, the the body is truly connected to the eyes and everything that happens to the body, every disease in the body ultimately can impact the eye health. It's interesting how we can see the tiny capillaries in the eye. How can that help us with diagnosis of certain diseases such as diabetes, hypertension. In fact, there are close to 300 systemic diseases that will manifest in the eye. And many times the eye is the first place that it'll manifest. And you talked about rheumatoid arthritis, about 25% of the people with rheumatoid arthritis will have some eye side effect, whether it's dry eyes or even a retinal detachment. Mm -hmm. So um, when I, uh, when I have a, a patient with in my chair with any type of medical disease, even if they don't realize that they have, uh, oftentimes I'm I'm I find the disease before they know that they have it because of our thorough evaluation of the retina. We can find blood vessel burst. Um, we can find uh, lack of of blood supply, and as far as like say a, a stroke, um, uh, the um, uh, there, the 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 wide number of eye diseases that are able to be detected, or sorry, the wide range of medical diseases that are able to be detected uh, through evaluation of the blood vessels is is, is staggering. It's um and and people don't realize that. That's what that's my my goal in getting the the word out to my our patients. I mean, the eye is so complicated when you look at just starting from the lids and the eye movements and going through into the nerve of the eye and the neurology, there's so much involved in the eye. You know, it's a very complicated uh, examination that I don't think the public really understands how complicated an eye exam is. Yeah, let's just, let's just take one small aspect of the eye exam. Let's just say pupils. Oftentimes, just by doing, shining the light in the eye, so we just think it's just a simple test where we shine a light in the eye. Just in that one simple test, we can find diseases that the patient may have no idea that they had, such as glaucoma, such as um, a, 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 like a, maybe a, a bigger disease, like a, a, an optic uh, a, a tumor. Um, or a stroke, um, and all of this. It, the interesting thing that I that I really as dissect, dissecting all of this information at the core of it all is the big I word of inflammation. And, you know, it's funny that you bring that up with the pupils. Even if you drink too much, the police will shine a light in and and the person who drank too much eyes because it'll affect the pupil response. Mm -hmm. So what what um, what I tried to illustrate in my book is that um, all of these diseases, the, med the medical diseases, the, uh, the, sorry, the systemic diseases and the ocular diseases uh, can be broken down. And we can sort of talk about um, where, what they're, where they come from, what, what, how genetics plays a part. 
um, how uh, we have uh, medical uh, treatment plans and we have some uh, some actual uh, oral medication out there that can maybe solve a couple things, eye drops that you can put in the eyes. But um, for the most part, by by following the plan that I put forth in my book, many, if not all, of these conditions can be minimized, if not completely reversed. And we're going to get to the plan as we go forward, but you, uh -huh. you brought up the I word. Inflammation is the core component to chronic disease. If you could explain what inflammation is and how sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. The irony of the inflammation, it's an oxymoron uh, because you need inflammation in order to survive, but with this a little too much inflammation, you flip a switch and, and you, you could be, you could have a, a, a life-threatening condition or vision-threatening condition in the case of my, my own eyes. So um, you scrape your knee or you, um, or you, uh, you, know, you get a little bruise and you notice things get red, inflamed, irritated. All of that red inflammation, all that redness on your skin is, is basically inflammation. So your, your, your blood vessel, your, your blood cells go there and they try to fix the problem. And, um, and, and it, 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 we need that to survive because you're, you need, need all those good blood vessels or bl good blood cells in that area to uh, replenish the, the layers of the skin and fix the problem. But when there's a little too much of a good thing, it turns into a bad thing. And that's where we get, oh, your body starts to try to attack itself. So it's in the self-attack mode where the body gets the enemy from itself confused that you get into uh, another term that we talk about in the book, the autoimmune disease. So that's where the bad, the good inflammation turns bad and you get the autoimmune disease. So we're going to talk about how we could combat that in a natural way, but let's run through in your book, you run through some common diseases of the eye and how, how you could decrease the risk naturally. Let's start off with cataracts, which is, you know, the lens of the eye is a group of proteins that have to be clear. And as we get older, it starts to cloud up and that's what a cataract is. But how can we reduce the risk of cataracts? My favorite topic in my book when I talk about the reduction of your risk of cataracts is the amount of protein that you actually take intake on a daily basis. By taking 100 grams of protein per day, a minimum of 100 grams of protein a day, you re significantly reduce your risk of getting cataracts. And how about a, vitamin C? Vitamin That's C vitamin is a, a big player. Vitamin C is a big player. Um, and, uh, but in, just as, mu as much vitamin C as you can get your hands on because vitamin C is one of those water soluble vitamins. So it'll go, it, it'll pass right on through. So it's, it's, it's truly difficult, um, to, uh, fully reduce your risk of, of getting of cataracts just on the behalf of the vitamin C intake, because it is so, uh, it does pass through your system for, so very, very quickly. But there is a correlation there. In your book, you 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 mentioned the study: a mere 140 milligrams a day of vitamin C decreased the risk of cataracts by 57 percent, and that people who have been on vitamin C for 10 years lower their risk of cataracts. 
I thought I thought that was very interesting. And then you also brought up vitamin A. That mm -hmm. vitamin A uh, could decrease the risk of cataracts. If you could talk a little bit about that and some of the foods that contain vitamin A. Vitamin A significantly reduces your risk of, of cataracts. Uh, the some of the best foods uh, for vitamin A. Well, you know, anything that's green and leafy is going to have a lot of vitamin A in it. So you get your green leafy vegetables in there, you're going to get your vitamin A. And how about sweet potatoes and liver, beef liver? Yes, yes, of course. And your sweet and green, green, and and of course the um, the the our favorite carrots and the sweet potatoes and and anything that's orange. Uh, and I hate to say that it's not the orange that really does it, but it's if it's, it's easy to remember for the for the layperson, pick up an orange uh, vegetable, you're probably going to get some vitamin A. Now I I think that but you know having beef liver is you know is something that has a lot of vitamin a in it but a lot of us are not willing to eat liver we no thank you it. no thank you but you could take they now they have liver in capsules and you so, can actually take capsules with it my so my three-year-old son would say no thank you and he'd push it away <laughs> macu health your science born and tested solutions for visual performance macular degeneration and dry eye syndrome new products coming soon embrace the science the all eyes visual Hall vrp is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. In the book, you mentioned carrots. You know, so are carrots really good for the eyes or not really good for the eyes. You know, it's a it's a tricky topic, um, and I and I kind of glazed over it in my book. But carrots, carrots are are they have a lot of the essential um, eye vitamins that we talk about so often with the beta carotene and the vitamin A, etc. However, the the um, the high glycemic index of that particular vegetable, which the glycemic index is, you know, is uh, is a measure of uh, the basically how how quickly it's the, the sugar um, is broken down and um, and how much sugar actually gets into your blood. It's simple, simple, simplified. So the the um, glycemic index of um, of carrots is actually pretty high. And so of the of the foods that have um, a lot of beta carotene in it, it's probably uh, not that my wouldn't be my uh, food of choice um, for uh, the for the uh, benefit to benefit the eyes. So the I talk about it in my book the, the how the carrots um, came in the the idea that carrots to protect the eyes came into into the uh, being. Did you read about that? Yeah, about world in the World War Two. World War Two. Yeah. The British the British the British pilots were eating carrots and they thought they had better night vision. I guess rather versus the Ger was it the Germans? Yeah. So they and it was a uh, it's all propaganda. Right. It's all propaganda. So um and it and it's just stuck. So um, it was around that time that people really started talking about the carrots and the eye health 
And, uh, and, and I think it's just, it's, it's been become part of our culture that the first people think people think of when they think about carrots is the eyes. Um, but like I said, uh, there are so many other things out there that are far better to, um, to promote eye health or just as good to promote eye health. Um, carrots, uh, it, as good as they taste, they may not be the, 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 at the very top of the food list. So, and, and I think you made a good point in your book that people who have low blood sugar, especially in the morning, have a lower risk of cataracts. And I, I think that's very important when it comes to diabetics, if you could comment on that. Yeah, there, it's, it's really interesting to see that there, there, that there is a higher uh, or seem, seemingly faster growth rate of cataracts among the, the diabetics with the relatively higher uh, blood sugar levels. And it, it's... Um, I, I believe, in my opinion, it's, the studies show that it's in the morning. However, I, I, I believe it's more like throughout the day um, that the uh, that the higher, higher blood sugar levels impact the way that the proteins align in the in the cat in the eye in the lens of the eye, and therefore we see earlier cataract formation in those people. And how about smoking and alcohol with cataracts? Well, it's kind of funny, you know, that there's smoke, it's, we can talk about smoking until we're blue in the face. It's just, a, it's like literally a time bomb. It's a bomb that explodes in your body every time you take in a cigarette. So literally every bone, every, every skin molecule of your, every bit of your body is impacted by this time bomb or this uh, bomb that you inhale. So uh, smoking and, and, uh, and drinking, um, have an interesting impact on cataracts because they basically deplete your body of all of its nutrients. Every time you take in a drink, every time you smoke a cigarette, your body spends time having to repair itself. So it's constantly in repair mode. So it needs to expend all this energy to try to fix these problems that you're doing as you damage your body. And as it's trying to fix these problems, uh, the nutrients that would normally go to your eyes to help to protect your cat, your, your eyes from getting cataracts are being used to try to fix all these other problems. So um, it, uh, the, I guess you could say the more damage you do to, to your body uh, on, on, uh, by insults, um, by injury uh, from these toxic substances, the more damage or the more uh, damage you're going to see to areas of your eyes, such as in the lens. You know, when we talk about drinking, uh, people that drink a lot, they, they, they deplete themselves of B vitamins, thiamine and uh, zinc. And those are very important when it comes to macular degeneration. So if you drink a lot, you're going to increase your risk of macular degeneration. Uh, you talk about the five millimeters in the back of the eye that do most of the seeing, which is the center of the retina, called the macula. If you could talk a little bit about that macular degeneration and why macular pigment has become an important test that many eye doctors are now performing on their patients. You know, it's unfortunate that that macular pigment test isn't e easier to come across. It's actually, it's a, it's such a, a, a well, un, better, much better understood concept now than it was ever in the past. That the five millimeters of the back part of the eye is really where all the seeing occurs. And uh, you can actually see as you uh, increase the amount of 
good things that you put in your body from the food to the vitamins that that area can actually expand it actually grows the thickness actually gets bigger um as you get more good things in your body that's unbelievable so the 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 importance of this section of your eye this thickness of the pigment in the back part of the eye is kind of like when you wear um sunglasses to protect the eye so you people all know that when you wear or most people know that when you wear sunglasses you can keep the all the bad rays from getting into the back part of the eyes well when you as you eat good healthy foods and you take vitamins we create another natural layer of sunglasses inside your eye to keep the nerves healthy and to um, and to and keep the correct blood supply and keep everything kind of moving in there, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and you know the macular pigment, people with more macular pigment, which we get from lutein, zeaxanthin, mesozeaxanthin, we can get it from a supplement like Macu Health, or uh, or we could get it from a lot of different foods. If you could talk to about some of the foods where we with lutein and zeaxanthin, now we know that mesozeaxanthin is in is in the skin of fish, and I, I you know it's funny when I go out to lunch with my cousin, he loves salmon skin. And now he's getting a lot of mesozeaxanthin. And in, in Mexico, they put mesozeaxanthin, from, from my understanding, in, in the feed for chickens. That's why the yolks are so yellow. So they're mm -hmm. getting a lot of mesozeaxanthin. So mm -hmm. we wanna, what kind of foods can we eat to grow that macular pigment to protect us from insult? Because that's really what it's there for. Well, in my, in, in my book, I talk a lot about fish. And you've already kind of touched on that, that the fish, um, it has a, the omega-3s and the, uh, and the, um, uh, the, healthy, um, the healthy fats that um, help to support your eye health in general. But is in, in, in regards to the lutein, zeaxanthin, and mesozeaxanthin, uh, we, we have fish and um, eggs are incredibly high on that list. Um, now, I don't necessarily um, suggest or promote the uh, idea of, of eggs um, in my book um, because eggs can be pro-inflammatory. So it, for the purposes of the Beyond Cures plan, we don't necessarily uh, uh, suggest that you um, e eat anything that's pro-inflammatory. Um, so, but um, in regards to the, um, to the lutein, uh, eggs is really pretty high and, and green leafy vegetables. So those are like the three things if you're in nuts, but uh, again, in regards to my book, the plan, I, we, we shy, sort of shy away from the nuts. Um, uh, and of course the, uh, uh, sweet potatoes and carrots. Yeah. So those are like some of the big things out there that we, when, uh, and, and tomatoes, tomatoes are pretty, really high in the lutein also, but, uh, I, I, I hate to complicate things. Tomatoes is a nightshade, and, uh, and we're going to talk about that. In a, in yeah, a, in a, yeah. But, but I, I, like kale, spinach, collard greens, the green leafy vegetables mm. have the lutein, mm. and for zeaxanthin, uh, goji berries has a lot of zeaxanthin. Right, goji berries is high too. But that might be a lectin as well, and that may not be on your diet. But goji berries, uh, and and it, it have, lectin isn't goodness. necessarily lectin isn't as much as a red flag as some of the other ones. Okay, good. So uh, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's talk a little bit about dry eyes. 
about a third of the population it has dry eyes and again inflammation can, can i can i interject one quick sure. thing in regards to um uh, the um the lutein and the azizianthin um when you when you take these amazing foods and nutrients like MacuHealth, when you take intake these um, in, in your diet, not only do you impact the macular pigment level, but you actually help to reverse Alzheimer's. You impact the brain health, which is another concept that I try to, to uh, depict in my book, but I'm not sure if people, I'm not positive uh, if I was, um, if I was um, um, impactful enough in that area. I, so think, the, I think you are. You talked about a study that had 4,500 plus people over the age of 50, and the ones with the lowest amount of macular pigment had the yeah. poorer had poorer cognition. Mm -hmm. There's right. been a lot of work, you know, that that it has been done uh, on on cognition and and lutein and I, you know, using macular pigment as a biomarker for cognition. And I think that as we go into the future, Dr. Lisa Renzi, who I've done a podcast with, uh, has talked about that and she's studying that. Right. So uh, that's, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you picked up on that. And it's, it's a, it's a big point. Um, I think that um, the lay person, if they don't necessarily um, understand the value. May, many people may not fully understand the value of their vision until they're put into a situation like me, where you, you're told that you could go blind. But most people value your, their brain. Uh, you have a lot of great pearls in your book. I mean, you know, the the one with the that we just talked about is one of them. But there's a lot of really good pearls. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about dry eye. About a third of the population has dry eye, and guess what? The causes inflammation the core component of chronic disease. And that's why there are medications that decrease inflammation that we use a lot, Restasis or Zydra to decrease the inflammatory component. But we could do that naturally, decreasing inflammation. Mm -hmm. If exactly. you can talk about some techniques, you give us a couple of techniques and we're going to go into uh, a little, we're going to go into it in detail in a little bit, but decreasing inflammation naturally. it sounds so simple <laughs> it sounds so simple but one of my favorite when it comes to dry eyes i try to keep thing you know the zydra the restasis and all these other but um aside from diet which we we've talked about pretty at, at nauseum already um when it comes to dry eye uh as simple as warm compresses and preservative free artificial tears are that it's just my first my first go-to um, uh, you know, warm water on a washcloth just really relaxes the, the, um, the, uh, the eyes and it helps to open the blood, the, um, the, uh, uh, my bomian glands. So you have some more natural, uh, oils coming through and then preservative free artificial tears. Uh, I usually start off, it sounds, uh, excessive, but in one drop every hour on the hour for two full days, followed by four times a day thereafter. It's the protocol that I use and um, it's, it, it's not necessarily directly impacting the inflammation, but it's relieving the eyes of that additional layer of stress. And it allows the eyes to sort of heal itself naturally before we start in with the more aggressive treatments. And, and, and then, of course, sleeping better, mm -hmm. uh, drinking enough water, eating right. unprocessed foods, 
know, well, we always, before we do any kind of dry eye treatment, um, I, I go through in my book, the, the plethora of questions that I ask my patients to dissect what's going on in their environment from what medications are they taking, what, um, whether, what, whether they're sleeping and if they're drinking enough water, whether fans on in the, if, if they keep a fan on in their car, where are they? where the car vents are hitting them in the eyes. If the car vents or the air is shooting right into their, into their eyes, we're gonna have some serious problems. So we have to dissect those issues first, and then we go into the treatment plan. Let's move over to glaucoma. And I think one of the interesting things in your book about glaucoma is marijuana. Patients are always asking us about marijuana. And and uh, so talk about it's glaucoma. a new fun hot topic. Yeah, talk about glaucoma and marijuana. and. What's your feeling about that? Well, you know, the, the title of that chapter says it all. You can't smoke weed in your sleep. Or maybe you can, but I can't. So um, marijuana does impact the, uh, the um, intraocular pressure. So for, to break it down, for those of you who are new to what glaucoma is, the glaucoma is an increase in the pressure of the eye. And that puts pressure on the back part of the eyes. And essentially, it's very simplified. Less blood gets to the blood vessels and the optic nerve at the back part of the eye. And there's slow progressive death of the, uh, of the optic nerve and the nerves in the back part of the eyes. So I, this is a very simplified version of what glaucoma is for those people who maybe haven't read my book or are new to what, um, what we're dealing with here. So... Um, when you and when you ingest marijuana in any 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 form, uh, be it uh, oil, uh, greens, or uh, edibles, uh, you can reduce your your uh, intraocular pressure and therefore reduce um, uh, the pressure on the nerve. You also have an, an anti-inflammatory component um, to, uh, to 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 the marijuana uh, with the CBD. So I, uh, you know, marijuana has uh, the CBD component and the THC component, and the CBD has, has reduces actually does reduce inflammation. So I'm I am completely pro marijuana. Um, I don't necessarily uh, talk about it as openly in my office as I maybe uh, should um, because it's so taboo. Um, but uh, I I. Uh, I, for, for the purposes of fixing glaucoma, it's not necessarily the best treatment. Um, you would have to have an, a constant injection or some sort of the marijuana 24-7 in order to keep that intraocular pressure at a level where we're actually reducing your risk of getting glaucoma. Um, that's not to say it doesn't it can't be helpful. I just It's, it's not our first go-to treatment for uh, glaucoma. Yeah, I mean, you know, the drops for glaucoma work great. You know, we have a lot of drops as eye doctors for treating glaucoma. But I, I do have to say I have three patients who, for whatever reason, they could not take any of the drops. They had side effects. And their primary actually asked me if it was okay if they tried marijuana. And I said, sure. I mean, and I in my hands, I found that it actually doesn't work very good. Uh, even though some of the studies show it lowers the risk by lowers the pressure by about sixty five percent, and the patients really didn't feel very good on it, you know they just didn't like the way they felt, and uh, they wound up 
the three of them wound up having SLTs, uh, which is a type of surgery, a uh, laser procedure for glaucoma. But uh, it, it is interesting that it does lower it, but the drops in for 99.999% of the people is obviously the way to go when it comes to that. Uh, so let's talk about the gut. How is the gut and the eye connected? And now we're going to talk about treatment and what, how this is very important because if you have, if you're inflamed, the gut is, is a very important gatekeeper of inflammation. And mm -hmm. that's one of the ways that you were able to get healed or, you know, to decrease the progression of your disease is through healing your gut. So let's talk about why the gut is so important and people will be listening, gut and the eye, well, gut in the eye, gut in the brain, gut in the, gut in the toes, gut in your heart, gut, gut in everything else because the gut is the gatekeeper. Gut, gut, gut is huge. It is unbelievable um, how much your entire body is impacted by what happens in your in your gut. And by your gut, I mean literally, um, it's it's everything from your mouth to your butt is is part of what goes on um in, in your gut digestion so if you um if if there's a problem in your gut and the gut walls are not super secure so when you're when there's when there's a problem with your gut the wall of the gut the the outside layer of skin sort of becomes i want to say has some holes in it let's just to simplify when there's holes in the wall of your gut, um, bad things that are not supposed to leak out of your gut, leak out of your gut. And then your body recognizes those things as foreign. And then you have uh, a, an attack on those things that your body recognizes as foreign. When your body uh, attacks things that it recognizes as foreign, there can be, um, it, there's, a, there's oftentimes like a widespread attack and then you get an autoimmune disease. So that's kind of the overview of what happens is that you, you have uh, leaky walls, things get into your body that shouldn't get into your body, body tries to protect itself, and then um, you get sort of an overall uh, attack throughout your entire body. So, um, so and, and then that's when you start to get your autoimmune diseases and pretty much everything from diabetes, high blood pressure, um, uh, 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 uveitis are all linked to um, obesity, all linked to autoimmune diseases. So to fix the problem, we fix the gut. To fix the gut, well, do you want to hear what to do? Yeah, for the four eyes. Tell us the four eyes. So let's go through them. Remove, remove, replace, re-inoculate, repair. So, um, so remove. Let's start with remove. So you, you got to get rid of the bad things. So you, you remove the things that are damaging your body. So um, toxins such as, um, well, alcohol, smoking, even toxins in your environment, um, your BPAs and uh, and and GMOs. Um, uh, things that you mean, well, GMO isn't necessarily environment, but anything that is um, is not necessarily um, um, something that you put on your skin that's a toxic has toxins in it, 
does damage, can do damage to your gut. Um, and then there's things like your food. So um, it's, uh, there's a, it's questionable whether or not various foods that are, uh, uh, ha have little seeds in them, like the nightshades, um, the body may recognize as foreign and try to attack those things and create a, a sort of a leaky gut. And then, then you have your problem that comes, uh, comes out. There's a question as to whether or not various nuts can cause some problems with your gut. There's a question about um, so various things like soy um, and milk problem, milk products. All of these things, there's there's a question as to whether there's a, a there's a question in the in the whole uh, 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 anti-aging and regenerative medicine community as to whether or not these things can be toxic to some people. So for the purposes of fixing eye disease and curing your gut, it's best to remove all toxins from your diet or potential toxins from your diet. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons where, why somebody who has one autoimmune disease many times winds up with two, three, or even four autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. You don't fix the gut. You're not fixing most likely the main cause of why we're getting this inflammation. The All Eyes Visual All VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEbroadcasting.com and sign up today. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.